on a uh, Wednesday morning broadcast. Sue Sharon was from Nachas. Ellie Marcus had Mazel Tov. Oh, we get to wish a Mazel Tov to Maisha Silk. He deserves a big Mazel Tov. You know, many of you out there know that our next guest, um, Maisha Silk, was a member of the United States government. Pretty prominent position, to say the least. Um, he um, served as Assistant Secretary of the Treasury for International Markets under President Trump. He's an expert in Chinese law and finance. Previously, he was Deputy Assistant Secretary from uh, the mid-2017 to mid-2019. But the Mazel Tov that we're giving him this morning has nothing to do with government or any of those international accomplishments. Well, although that's not true, we can consider this an international accomplishment. Moshe Silk is the, uh, the man recognized as the general editor who led a team of Torah scholars through the process of bringing us Kedushas Levi. Kedushas Levi, the classic work by the Hasidic master of Levi Yitzchak of Bardichev, is now translated, is now elucidated. The Vayikra through Dvarim volume is the first one. If I have this right, our friends at Art Scroll reminded me, Vayikra through Dvarim, the one I have in my hand, is the first one to come out. You can actually order it right now. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Again, artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. Vayikra through Dvarim, and we'll find out from Moshe Silk when we can expect Bracious and Shmos. But the classic work of Rabbi Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev is now so much easier for all of us to pursue. And we owe that debt of gratitude to Moshe Silk, who's with us live via telephone. Uh, welcome to JM in the AM and Mazel Tov to you. Morning, Nachum. Great to be with you as always. And, and thank you so much for your very kind words. I, I can't imagine that this took a few weeks or even a few months. I would imagine that uh, uh, for some, this could be a lifelong pursued. When did you start uh, with the thought of bringing us, the English-speaking audience, and those who need the translation and, and more elucidation, the amazing Hasidic classic work of Ravlevi Yitzchak of Berdichev? Well, Nachum, it was a, it was a short 30-year journey. <laughs> um, it, 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 started, it started in the, in the back of a, of a small red lada in 1995, in the summer of 1995, when I was visiting Kivret Tzadikim, I went to my ancestral town of Nadvorna um, and a couple of other cities. We, of course, had to stop in Mezhibizh and uh, to see the Balshemtov and, and Berdichev to see the Kedushas Levi. The, the Ner Neshama in, in his Sion was, was not lit, and that bothered me immensely. I tried as hard as I could to sort it out. I was not successful and I figured if I couldn't get the wick to light at his tzion, then let me try to shine the light of his words uh, into the world through an English translation of his great book. So it started in 95. Um, we went through many different phases. At that time, I was living in Hong Kong. Um, I hired a couple of, um, of great partners, translators, Rabbi um, Laser Danzinger and Rabbi Moshe Wisniewski. Later on, Rabbi Shalom Weinberg joined the team. Uh, we had a legion of uh, proofreaders and uh, source checkers uh, and editors. Um, I, I had to work with me when I was uh, uh, on my former job as a, a partner of the firm of Allen and Overy every day of the week uh, that I was in the office. And, of course, uh, it, it, it was with me at Treasury. And uh, it's gone from Berdichev to Hong Kong 
to Borough Park to Washington and back to Borough Park, and here we are. My gosh! So, so when you see this final product, and I and I'm privileged. I'm one of the first, you know, to 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 actually hold it in hand. When you've seen this final product, it it must, it must literally be a tremendous celebration for you. I I was at art school yesterday, Rabbi Shia Brander, who's been a an immense support um, and is the, the graphic and content wizard uh, and partner behind this volume, uh, took me into the, into the print and binding room yesterday along with my lovely wife, Yocheved, and, uh, and we got the first copy off of the press, and, and in response, Nachum, I'm still unpacking the emotions. Yeah. It's, been a, it's been a long journey, but we, just to clarify, all three volumes are coming out at once. Uh. Uh, Volume three, which has the, you know, the present parishes is, is with you, but all three are coming out in a beautiful slip cover and they will be in stores on Monday. I love it. I, I knew I got that wrong. I tried to remember exactly what Rabbi Zlotowicz told me, but that, but, in, but in fact, you're correct. And that is everybody that Vayikra through Dvarim that I have in hand is part of a three volume set, Bracious, Shmos, and Vayikra through Dvarim, uh, which as you just heard will be available Monday. And again, as we recommend, go to artscroll.com. And make sure to use promo code radio. Moshe Silk is with us live via telephone. Now, I have to imagine that when Art Scroll or any great publisher, you know, um, embarks on, and I know that this is your project, you know, obviously in partnership with them, but I, I've had this experience where I've seen um, some of the greats from, you know, Art Scroll's staff say that, that this, not in reference to this work, but I'm saying in general, they'll say this is a very difficult book to translate and that will weigh on them whether the entire process you know they have to think you know is it worthwhile the pursuit and and if it's difficult to translate will the translation be sufficient etc etc is this work Kedushas Levi essentially a difficult work to translate into English um, <clears throat> the work um, brings the the concept of the term Lefum Tzaragra to a whole new level, Nachum. Uh, <clears throat> my response is that it's, it, uh, it was near impossible. Wow. And uh, without my great team and, and without the, the guidance um, from Rabbi Sherman and, and Brander, we would not have been able to do it. What, what I would like to say um, is that we've produced a volume that um, is up to the standards that Rav Shia Brander set for us on day one, which was that it it w- should not and it could not be just a translation. It had to be a rendering um, of the content that was accessible and readable and would enable even the uninitiated to be able to go through what we've put in, on the printed page in a manner like that person would be sitting in a shear. So we not only translated the actual words of the Caduceus Levy. Where necessary, within that translation, we elucidated. Um, and then where necessary beyond that, where there were concepts that needed to be unpacked in between pieces of the translation, yeah. we added further clarification. And it's laid out in a manner so artfully by, by Rabbi Brander that it reads in a, in a perfect flow, very easy on the eye. You know, last night, I mean, in preparation for today, I, what am I going to do? I'm going to look at, you know, this week's Parsha, obviously. I mean, this goes through, you know, from Vayikra through Dvarim, and it has special sections on Tuba Av and Rosh Hashanah, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. 
And uh, so I'm looking at A, and you know there there are many comments <laughs> that we have had uh, over the centuries regarding the first pasuk of this week's parsha. There is I'm not going to go through it now or read it at the moment, but there is a depth. There is a depth to the presentation just on this pasuk that is so unbelievable that you know it. it, it may, I mean, again, it's inspiring, makes you think, as you just described. It there's a lot of unpacking going on as you just go through the layers that he's pre, he's presenting in the Caduceus Levi, and I think that's one good example. I don't know if you had a chance to look yet at, at this week, but I think that's a really good example of this. It, um, it it certainly is, and um, the layers and the dimensions of the Sefer are extraordinary, Nachum, and I, I would just make one observation in line with what you've just said. Um, it is a Sefer that um, ponders the, the great uh, mysteries of Briasa Oilam, the, the creation, um, but so much of the work um, speaks to the person um, at the very basic and the very practical level. Mm. Um, one needs only to skim through any any parsha, um, any one of the the Torah thoughts that are there, and they will find practical guidance on the Voidas and Yeras Hashem. People will find practical guidance on the Muna, on Tefillah. You will be astounded um, by the very down to earth. Um, uh, guidance and inspiration that the Caduceus Levy provides on our daily avoida, how to overcome adversity, um, what the approach to simple faith ought to be. It sounds like everybody on their level, that somebody who's on a more, you know, uninitiated, simpler level is going to gain from it. And obviously those who are much more scholarly or have a much stronger background, they'll also gain, but possibly on a different level of understanding. There's no question about it. There is content there that is uh, 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 very aptly reflects um, the breadth of scholarship of the Caduceus Levy, ranging from his mastery of Nister um, to his, his great command of all of the sources of Nigla, um, put forth in a manner that, that I believe the, the great Berdichaber wanted to, uh, to do, which is to, to help each and every one of us, in a very practical way, uh, be a better person and a better yid um, with uh, with stronger um, and more impactful avoida. Maisha Silk is with us live via telephone, general editor of the brand new Kedushas Levi, the classic work of Levi Yitzchak of Berdichev, which is now translated by the expert team that uh, Maisha Silk described and elucidated by that team. Uh, and it's available now, as we said, through our friends at Artscroll. Uh, the entire set available this Monday in a beautiful slipcase. The entire set, Bracious through Devarim. Go to artscroll.com. Make sure to use promo code radio. So now, who is Rablevi Yitzchak of Bardichev? I mean, how would you, do, you know, look, you, you've come across in this generation a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of leaders, a lot of rabbinic leaders, people from our faith, other faith, and everybody has their strength. Everybody has their angle. Everybody has their ability to, you know, direct people in a certain way with a certain philosophy, etc. Is the Kedushas Levi a Balmusser? Is the Kedushas Levi a, a great Torah Rebbe? Who was the Kedushas Levi? The answer is yes. <laughs> and uh, to unpack that just a little bit, um, you know, at the beginning of the volume, Nachum, 
uh, I wrote a, a, uh, a rather lengthy introduction. A lot of it focuses on the Caduceus Levy himself, on his life, <clears throat> excuse me, and his scholarship. And the one um, very unique aspect of the Caduceus Levy that, that I found and, and still amazes me um, is his strong desire to walk the golden mean. And what I mean by that is that um, to put matters in context, you know, the Caduceus Levy lived at a time when the, the Hasidic movement was just taking root. Right. Um, he was one of the, the Talmudim of the first Talmudim of the Belshemta. So it's relatively early days. He was born into a, a, a holy traditional family, a family that approached learning in the traditional manner of, of Talmud and, uh, and, and classical sources. Um, it was not until his early 20s that he was exposed to the Hasidic movement in his interactions with the Rebbe Reb Shmuel Shmelka of Nicholsburg. Um, his father-in-law, um, who was a staunch uh, traditionalist, uh, was very opposed to his son-in-law, who was known as an Eloi um, in the classical sources, um, was very opposed to his son-in-law, um, maybe Yitzchak, going and, and uh, um, meeting with and, uh, and learning from the Nicholsburger because of the, 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 the novelty and the lack of acceptance of, of this new movement. The Berditschever staged a hunger strike for two days until his schwer caved in and, uh, and then slowly um, became a Talmud of the Nicholsburger and, and others, uh, other leaders of the Hasidic movement at the time. And he was very committed and of the view that he could walk the golden mean between traditional core learning and the new found thoughts and approaches of the Hasidic movement. Right. It cost him 20 years of Akmas Nefesh. He mm -hmm. suffered extraordinary indignities, lived through a lot of machloikas until he finally ended up in Berdichev, where he spent the last 25 years of his life. But in a word of Nachem, the Berdichever the is all of the above. Um, he's a traditionalist. Um, he, he, he has an approach of, uh, of Nister. He, uh, he, he is, of course, a great Hasidic master. And I don't believe that he saw the variations or the gradations of, um, uh, of, of, of those that were living in a world of just strictly black and white. He was somebody that saw the world in very bright colors, um, and tried to, to spread a, a, a word um, of, of basic faith and basic avoidance to, to everybody that he could touch in a manner that he felt was important to that person. Yeah. And, that, and that manner, frankly, is quite popular today. I'm not saying on his level, but you know, trying to you know, strike that balance, so to speak, is a pretty popular way of, of approaching a Torah life today. Uh, could well be. Um, it, we we have we have a lot of uh, great leaders today that that are that push a middle path, and of course we're blessed blessed with a lot of folks at yeah. at each of the extremes, and that's the greatness of our of our way of life, right? You know what's interesting? I it, he has a. I mean, it's it's throughout the entire safer. And, and and you'd expect it from you know somebody who who we do regard in fact as a balmusser and somebody who inspires us to to improve ourselves, but humility is uh, and 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 frankly all these sincere and I believe they all are, 
all the sincere Hasidic, Hasidic rabbeim of the centuries, you know, always stressed this and behaved in this manner. And that's humility. I mean, I'm, I'm sure that you'd agree with me that humility is one of the foundations of, you know, what he discusses in terms of how to improve oneself as a human being and as a Jew, right? And, and frankly, you, you've spent time, you know, and, and are recognized prominently for the time you spent in a city, in an area, in a section of, uh, of life that is not known for its humility. And, I, and of course, I'm referring to Washington. And, and, I'm, and I'm wondering if, that, if that's difficult when, when you, uh, as, a, as a practicing Jew and someone who's you know, rightfully influenced by works like this, understand what the, you know, one of the basic foundations of life needs to be, and you are surrounded by exactly the opposite. It's uh, it's a very interesting point, Nachum. Um, it's uh, it's a little bit more challenging for me to make the point that I want to make right now um, because of the the medium that we're speaking through, which is radio. But if we were in visual form, the audience would be able to see that I am rather noticeably Jewish. Um, I have a beard. I have a mustache. I wear a black hat. I wear a black suit. I wear a white shirt and a tie. Um, and that was the uniform that I kept and have always kept in the workplace um, every, for, for every day that I was in Washington. When I walked into the White House, I was wearing that uniform. When I walked past the Secret Service every day of the week to get to my office at Treasury, I was wearing that uniform. When I sat in the Situation Room in the White House talking about matters of, of national security, that was my uniform. And I knew always that because of the image that I projected, all eyes were on me, uh, every word, every movement, and it created a, a very, very high degree of pressure because I knew, Nachum, that any word that I would say, any movement that I would make was the difference between a Kiddush Hashem and a Chilul Hashem. So you're absolutely right on the humility point. At the same time, though, when one needs to speak up, they speak up. And as long as one is, is speaking up in a manner that is respectful, but, but is, is a correct position and is the right position, there's no reason uh, not, not to speak one's mind. Um, and I, I believe that, that people respected me for that. Oh, um, I... And I give a lot of thanks to the Kedushas Levy, my Rebbes, and other influencers for ensuring that, that what comes out of my mouth and what did come out of my mouth and the thought processes uh, were guided in, in the right way to ensure that we, we realized impact and Kiddush Hashem. Ah, these are the influencers we should be paying attention to. The Kiddush Levy is a good influencer for our teenagers and adults. Very good. I didn't even think of I, that. The- I, 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 I would say before before, before the, the, the vast number of them, yes. Yeah. I would agree. A hundred percent. Before everybody turns to all the chefs and all the people doing crazy stuff on social media, why not turn to the real influencer, the Kedusha Slavy is an example. And by the way, I wasn't questioning your humility. I mean, the, you know, your, your reputation precedes you in terms of how you represented our people and the one above in, in, in sensitive situations. So I wasn't questioning that. I'm just wondering if there's a frustration when you're, when you're literally in the midst of an ego-driven uh, arena. That's where you are. You're in Washington. You're surrounded. And again, I'm not saying that there's some good people there. I'm not saying there aren't. But there's a lot of ego and a lot of uh, you know efforts to to promote oneself 
in that arena. And I, and I wonder if, you know, when you are paying careful attention to your own humility, uh, I wonder if that's frustrating, you know, w- watching that game go on around you. Well, Nachum, first of all, no, no, I'm not taken as such. And I, I thank you for bringing the point out. I have a very simple observation. I didn't pay attention to it. Ah, that's good. <laughs> um, if, what, that's if, good. if one were to pay attention to it, there'd be no time in the day um, to, uh, to get any work done, uh, let alone think about the work that needed to get done. And I was very, very mission focused and outcome focused. And I didn't let any of the funny business or monkey business get in the way. And I think that a lot of folks respected me for that. I, I hope you don't mind if I go a, a little bit further off, but, uh, on a tangent, but I have this unique opportunity to speak with you in this public forum. Um, how much do you worry about the future of uh, of this country? Uh, you've been on the inside. Uh, you are a faith-based person, probably uh, associated with few of those, I would assume, um, uh, while you were working in Washington. I think faith-based people in general have a different approach uh, to, to, you know, uh, to what their um, uh, policies and values are, not, not always aligned. Uh, with those who are you know now in control or who or who like to exhibit um, control on certain issues in Washington, uh, do you? And, and I'm not talking now about the the China U.S. relationship, which I know you're an expert at, and <laughs> that would really be unfair for me to start a conversation about that with you right now this morning. Uh, but just in general, do you do you worry about the future of this country because you've met a lot of people whose values differ from ours? I I am very worried, uh, and I'm I'm very hopeful. Um, I'm I'm worried because uh, and and the worry and the hope is not limited to just the United States. I'm talking about the United States as a part of the world. Right. We we don't operate in a vacuum, right? No man is an island. Right. Um, but I I am very worried by what I see in the states and what I see globally, uh, politically. Um, the, the, the extremes are, are the different ends of the, the pole are, are growing farther and farther apart, uh, in extreme, uh, degrees. Um, the, the economy and the global financial markets are, are not in a great place, particularly our domestic economy, um, with, with inflation, um, and interest rates where they are. Um, and, and, and there's, the, uh, the the degree of uh, social unrest that we see um, is is greater than than perhaps we've ever seen in the world, and it's not limited to to the United States. If one were just uh, if somebody were just tuning in right now and heard me talking, they might think that I was talking about Israel as opposed to the United States. And we're seeing that in in so many countries of the world. Um, if we if we drown out uh, the noise. Um, and focus on on what's important. Um, then I I believe that there is hope. We've got some some great candidates that have put their their hat in the ring for uh, 24. Um, and and I think that if we can get the very type of person that you just described uh, to bring stability and to bring normalcy back to the agenda and the approach, um, we will we will stand a chance of. Uh, of, of bringing ourselves uh, and the country back into uh, a moderate, more even keel that's, that's more growth-oriented and that's more 
oriented towards stability. Do you blame the business owner who pays $5 to create a product for taking it to China so he can pay, he or she could pay $1 to make that product? Uh, listen, the markets, uh, the markets should take care of themselves. And if somebody could compensate on the production cost side, then, 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 then by all means, right. um, if, uh, if taking, uh, production to China means that one is taking uh, production on a, uh, on an item or a, uh, a, a, a material that impacts on, on national security. So then, then I have views. Uh, and, and there are a lot of examples relating to critical minerals, relating to what's going into solar panels, uh, relating to silicon chips, so on and so forth. Um, but if it is a pure economic play, then I see, I see no reason why people shouldn't do that. And that is the very reason why when I was in government, the administration worked so hard on onshoring and near, nearshoring to make sure that our markets, production markets, and our neighboring friendly production markets in Central and South America were far more economically competitive so that people would have choices for, for lower cost manufacturing far closer to home without presenting uh, logistic challenges and, and uh, political challenges. I love clear thinking, and you're a great Balmazbir, and I appreciate that. Um, Maisha Silk is with us live via telephone. He, as general editor, has led a team of Torah scholars with a partnership with our friends at ArtScroll to create the classic work of the Hasidic master of Levi Yitzchak Berdichev, uh, translated and elucidated. He didn't create it. The Caduceus Levy created it, but he led the team that translated it and elucidated it. You know, I'm wondering if, if you've ever wondered about the format, and I always I always wonder about these things, and obviously a Parsha format, uh, you know, is, is, a, is a good way to sell a work. You know, that it, it makes sense, and that's why uh, many people, you know, w- will go ahead and pursue what they have to tell the public through a Parsha or around the year format. But Caduceus Levy, I think you have to admit, with, with its goals in mind of inspiring us, could have been, uh, you know, done in sections on different topics, could have been done on sections with different different to Musser approaches, et cetera, et cetera. Do you uh, wonder why the Parsha uh, format was the one that he pursued? And, and what do you think of it as a format to present his ideas? It, uh, the, the, the work was printed in, in, in very traditional form that, uh, that, that prevailed at, at that time and, and now. Um, the the origin of the work was that the, the, the Rebbe Levi Yitzchak would would speak Torahs. Uh, they would be recorded by his either his children or his talmidim, uh, and then they would be presented back to him for editing before they went into uh, went into print. And those Torahs were given on a weekly basis, right. um, and so it it only makes sense that they would be printed in that order. We we took the Moadim section the section that governs festivals and we, we inserted those, those portions uh, chronologically to where they would generally fall out uh, in the, in the Parsha order. Um, so that was our thinking on that. But in order to address the point that you made Nachum about finding things, um, finding uh, uh, gems in this, in this vast treasure trove, mm-hmm. Um, we spent a lot of time on a subject index and a source index. The source index alone is 30 pages, wow. three columns. 
And uh, the subject index is, I think, a good 10 pages. So I, I'm, I'm wholly confident that anybody that picks up the SAFER um, will, will have very good keys and, and navigation tools to find what they need quickly. In addition, I'd like to note that there are a lot of people and families that took an interest in making sure that this work came to life. It's obvious that there are many others, not just you and your family, that understand the uh, the the importance of Kedusha's Levy and the critical uh, pursuit of getting it out to the public. Um, I, I, I carried this project um, from inception until a couple of years ago when I saw that we were um, very close to the end stage uh, of production editing. And it was at that time that I went out and I, I spoke mainly to friends of mine and acquaintances. Um, and I'm, I'm so very humbled and, and happy and appreciative that I have so many great partners, all of whom are listed at the front of the, of the work, right. um, who, who participated, great people, great leaders, great scholars, um, I, I've, I've written about each of them in the acknowledgments. Um, we, we had a, a, a very good um, sponsorship for the first two volumes, which we were originally intending to put out first. And then as production moved along and the calendar moved along, we are where we are and we're coming out now in Devorum with the whole set. Um, but the third volume, uh, there are still many sponsorships available and, and uh, we would, of course, be be very happy to have have partners phenomenal just uh, an incredible work and what an accomplishment and uh, it is so wonderful to speak with you and i i i don't know if it's a sigh of relief or i don't know if it's just a big smile of pride but through the telephone i could tell that uh, you're very happy to be at this stage and it's very satisfying to see this as you described literally be on the shelves this coming weekend well, Nachum, I think what you're hearing in the first instance is, is my being so ecstatic about the opportunity to speak with you again. <laughs> I had such a great time on the Amudim program, but, but yes, you, you are also hearing um, happiness and relief. But to be very, very honest, you know, they say the best ligand is the dynamis, the best lie is the absolute truth. I, I, from yesterday, when I was with Rabbi Brander at the production uh, floor, I, I still... I'm not able to uh, to unpack everything yet. Um, I'm happy. I'm relieved. Um, but I'm I'm processing, and we've got a lot a lot of work still to do. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm I'm on an upswing, and I'm counting on this this energy from the boost of of finally coming out to carry through the the whole of the launch. It's funny when you say a lot of work to do. I I also feel I have a lot of work to do because, uh, I mean, in addition to having the honor of being a spokesman for so many great things that ArtScroll does, in this case, and any time we have a situation like this where there's a work that everybody can benefit from, this is not one of those things where you say it's not for the scholarly and it's not one of those things where you say it's not for the people who are on a a more beginner-type level. As you described earlier, it's for everybody, and those who pick it up, depending on what level they're on, they will gain uh, inspiration and the tremendous guidance on that level. And I think it's such an important message for, to to uh, to to um, leave with everybody this morning. Uh, one of the reasons we're recommending it so highly, everybody, is it's really for everybody. So you can go to artscroll.com. It's called Kedushas Levy. As you heard, the entire set is going to be uh, available uh, this coming Monday. And obviously, you can order it right now and uh, start enjoying it on a weekly basis, daily basis, however you incorporate it 
into your life. And the person responsible for bringing it all together is Maisha Silk. Uh, what what a pleasure to speak with you this morning. I uh, And I appreciate you taking time to discuss Washington and China a bit as well. My great pleasure, Nachum, as always. It's, it's great to speak with you and and great to be on your show. I'm very honored, and I, I thank you very much. A pleasure. And Hatzlach Mazal Tov, and uh, what can I say? This is uh, uh, an incredible work, and uh, obviously now you've had the privilege of bringing it to the masses now that it's translated and elucidated in the way that it is. Kedushas Levi, everybody. Can't recommend it highly enough. Go to artsgirl.com, and a very big thank you to Maisha Silk, not just for being general editor, of uh, the team and the project that brought Kedusha's Levy to us, to the English-speaking audience, but uh, for joining us this morning at JM in the AM as well. More coming up. You're listening to a Wednesday morning edition of JM in the AM.